Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at CheyenneVineyard.com. You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. ...ago that, that we had a solemn assembly back on 15th Street. And um, that kind of set us <laughs> uh, in, into a, uh, a unique path that the Lord has had us on for the last 11 months. Uh, we, we entered into something. We entered into something that is, is going to be good. Uh, it hasn't always been easy but it is going to be good. Uh, so the first question is, what is a solemn assembly uh, for, for some of the people here? Some of you participated in the one last year. Uh, <clears throat> a solemn assembly is something that was done uh, with some frequency in the Old Testament in the nation of Israel when the nation would backslide, uh, the vast majority of the nation, the people, would backslide uh, and start worshiping other gods, not necessarily neglecting the worship of the true God, which to me always seemed like maybe that was even worse, that they, it wasn't just that they were worshiping other gods, but they were still trying to go through the motions of worshiping the true God. And, and then the Lord would raise up a leader uh, with a burden and, and would give this leader revelation that, hey, we need to turn back to God as a nation. And many times it was the king who uh, in a couple occasions started reading the books of the law and found out just, just how far they had fallen from even the true practice of, of worshiping Jehovah. Uh, and, and they would call the nation to repentance, to a, a solemn assembly to repent before God together as as a people so that as a people as as a nation they could be restored to to the favor and and the blessing of God and there's Deuteronomy 28 has has been kind of a, a life passage for me uh, and and it's all about the, the tremendous blessings that come from being obedient to the people of God. But then the second half is, is really not, not very good. It's, it's what happens when a nation disobeys God. And uh, if, if you take the time this week, and I encourage you to do that, and I've got some... Uh, papers on the table uh, 
that you might want to take one of as you're leaving, how, how to prepare for a solemn assembly. Because there, there is personal preparation uh, to be done before participating in, in the event on Saturday. And that's, that's part of my burden for giving this message tonight. Uh, is that that we as a people would be prepared and we would participate and and that God would bless our participating in this so if if you look at deuteronomy twenty eight this week uh, the first half you will see it looks like the America that we grew up in. Uh, we were a lender to many nations and a borrower from none. We were the head and not the tail. We, uh, I mean, just we we were blessed in in so many ways. And then the second half of Deuteronomy twenty eight is is like reading the newspaper. Uh, wasting disease for the animals. You ever notice that? Yeah. Um, yeah, how long have we been studying that now? Since the seventies, yeah, <laughs> and and just so many things. We're, uh, we're we're the largest borrower nation. We <laughs> we borrow from everybody and we lend to no one anywhere because we we don't have anything to lend, and I, I mean there's just so many things, and so it it just it seems like. To me, anyway, that that there's just been an acceleration of of that movement away from God, just in in the last few years. That it's not that we've gone a different direction; we've just gone the same direction, much further, much faster. And and so the Lord has has called many people uh, to call solemn assemblies in in the last. I would say probably 10 years I, I've been aware of numerous solemn assemblies that, that have been called in, in different cities, different churches, uh, different denominations have had solemn assemblies. It's, it's something that's been going on. Uh, and so uh, why did we do a solemn assembly last year? That, that's, that's a really good question. Well, I think in December, January, we had done a, a series on the Father Heart of God. And when I concluded that series, I, I, was, I was just struck with Moses having the heart of God. And I, I think I have that this passage from uh, Exodus 32 uh, on, on the screen. If you don't have a Bible, you can... Follow this. Uh, this is when Moses is still on the mountain. Uh, he's, he's gotten the Ten Commandments from the Lord. And he has no idea what's going on at the base of the mountain. But the Lord knows. And, and he's having this dialogue with God. And, and God <clears throat> tells him, uh, you know, Moses, those... Those, yeah, we'll release the kids now. Sorry. 
They're gone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so God says to Moses, you know, those people, they, you won't even believe what they're doing. They're, they are so sinful. Just why don't you stay up here and I will just wipe them out and you and I will start over. And, and we'll, we'll make a new nation, I'll make a new covenant, you know, we'll, we'll just start over. And, you know, I, I think for many of us as, as believers, uh, thinking about the sins of our, our brothers and sisters, the sins of our nation, we, we probably would say, okay, God, Sounds good. Let's <laughs> let's 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 do that. But no, that that was not what Moses said. Moses was concerned for the name of God, and and that that's what struck me uh, in this passage that these same people who had been complaining. To Moses the whole way to the mountain and you know coming against him challenging his leadership everything and and what Moses says to the Lord is but Moses implored the Lord his God and said O Lord why does your wrath burn hot against your people whom you've brought out of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand why should the Egyptians say with an evil intent did he bring them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth. Turn from your burning anger and relent from this disaster against your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, or Jacob, your servants, to whom you swore by your own self and said to them, I will multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven. And all this land that I have promised I will give to your offspring and they will inherit it forever. And the Lord relented from the disaster that he had spoken of bringing on his people. So just the heart of Moses toward the people struck me. And the Lord gave me a burden to cry out for not just our city but our nation for mercy. Because, uh, you know, there, there are some people who don't believe in the judgment of God anymore under the new covenant. But, but the Lord treats nations differently from individuals. There, there is virtually unending mercy for individuals until their death or until Jesus returns. But for nations, not so much. Because God doesn't change. And the way he treated nations in the Old Testament, he has treated nations. And we happen to be uh, a rather unique nation because our first president and first congress, our first government, made a covenant with the Lord. Right, Right after they were sworn in. And they asked for the Lord's blessing, and, and he gave it. And, and 
President George Washington said, uh, you know, it's it's going to be bad for this country if if we ever turn our back on this covenant. And and so, you know, there are a lot of prophetic voices out there that are uh, speaking of of God's discipline coming to our nation. And and I think that's that's a very real possibility, and it's something that we could see even very very soon. Uh, if you've read uh, the Harbinger and and the mystery of the Shemitah, there 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 are a whole lot of things that are converging in in September of of this year. Uh, it is it is uh, and 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 sort of. I I see our our nation in a book of Joel moment where we we have experienced the preliminary discipline slash judgment of of God started when God lifted his hand of protection and 9/11 that disaster took place uh, and and then and and it's it was interesting that 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 was the eleventh of September in in a Sabbath year, and then in two thousand eight there was one of the most severe economic crashes in U.S. history. Maybe only one was worse. Again, happening in September at at the end of a Sabbath year. Uh, this Sabbath year that we are in, two two thousand fifteen, it, uh, the Hebrew year doesn't follow our calendar, but we're we're in a another Sabbath year right now, and it ends in September. And and the other really interesting thing about September is. It's not just the end of a Sabbath year, but then we we have a jubilee year beginning. And and that's when the Lord cancels all debt, properties revert to the original family that that was to receive them. Uh you know, lots of lots of things. And and you know what all this means? I don't know. <laughs> but we have a, the fourth blood moon of this tetrad happening in September. We we just had uh, what is called often the Star of David appear for only the second time in 2,000 years. Uh, the Lord said that he, he gave us the the heavenly bodies so so that we could identify times and seasons well it it seems like he's saying something <laughs> like pay attention <laughs> now <laughs> wake up i i think that is what he is saying to his people and uh that's one of the reasons that we did that song awaken us uh, our worship team will be one of four that's at the event next Saturday, and we, we may very well do that song again uh, 
next Saturday. And, and I, I got to tell you, uh, we're, we're not going to cancel next Saturday. Uh, but I'm not planning to prepare a message either. <laughs> uh, we will have been through a four-hour solemn assembly from 10 to 2, and I have a feeling that we will need to do something. <laughs> uh, worship the Lord some more, if if no more than that, that, that will probably be a really good thing. But I I have a feeling God wants to do some things, and and so it, it's probably going to be a different kind of service. I I'm not going to try to plan it because I, I want God to do whatever He wants to do. But I, I think God will want to meet with us, will want to speak to us, uh, will maybe minister to us. Uh, after our obedience uh, earlier in the day. So, um, <clears throat> the Joel 2 moment that, that we're in, I guess, drawing the, the parallel. And if, if you've not read uh, The Harbinger, uh, I really encourage you to read that. It was on the New York Times bestseller list for at least five years the last time I looked, which was a few years ago. And it, it will open your eyes to some just striking parallels between the nation of Judah and what happened to them and our nation. Uh, because Joel, the book of Joel, was written into uh, the middle of the situation for the nation of Judah. They, they had experienced some significant preliminary judgments, but the Lord was calling them in the book of Joel, calling them to repent and, and turn back to him, and, and maybe he would change his mind, and, and the greater discipline slash judgment that was planned could, could be averted. And, and that is, that's the message of the first two chapters of the book of Joel. Well, we know that they they did not. They they did not repent as a nation. Uh, presumably, a, a few probably did, but as, as a nation, they did not. And so we know that they were taken off to Babylon. Uh, they The city of Jerusalem was ransacked, destroyed, the temple destroyed, and the people were, were taken off to Babylon, removed from the land. Uh, so I, I don't know uh, what the extent of God's discipline could be uh, for our, our nation, but uh, we, we have to know and always keep in mind uh, certain really important factors that that the Lord is good that he he takes no joy in in bringing forth disciplinary judgment he will use the the least severe means possible to bring forth the greatest turning the greatest number of people turning to him and 
And so we, we need to hold on to, to those truths that, that we know about God. Uh, <clears throat> but if, if we are in a Joel 2 moment or time in our nation, uh, there, there, there may not be a lot of time left to cry out to God for mercy. Uh, if the convergence of, of things in, in September has significance, which it, it, it may very well. So what, what I really wanted to look at tonight was, was Daniel. Because Daniel, he, he illustrates the heart of God in, in crying out for his people uh, maybe even more, may, maybe even better than Moses. And, and Daniel was, was one of the guys in Judah who was taken captive because the nation didn't repent and, and taken to Babylon. And, and we know some things about Daniel that he was, he was faithful to God. I mean, he, he was used mightily. And, and he was, uh, you know, I, I, I don't really like to use the word fearless, but uh, he, he sure appeared in the stories to be fearless. Uh, he, he had faith in his God, who is our God. <laughs> uh, when, when the law came that you, you got to pray to the idol of Nebuchadnezzar, and, and I mean, here he is, a, a high up person in the court of Nebuchadnezzar with lots of people gunning for his position, uh, and, and he's not going to do it. So he, he ends up in, in the lion's den, and, and the king's concerned about him. He, he doesn't want him there, but he, he made the stupid law, so he, he had to follow it. And he's, Daniel, you, you still in there? <laughs> yeah, I'm still here, king. My, my God is strong, and he's closed the mouths of the lion. So this, I mean, what I want you to see is that this is a righteous man. Daniel is, he's as righteous as they come. But he identifies with the sins of his people. And, and that's, that's what we do in a solemn assembly. We, we identify with the sins of our city, with the sins of our state, with the sins of our nation. And, and we, we don't say, God, have mercy on all those horrible sinners over there. We say, God, have mercy on us. We're, we're in such terrible shape and we're all so sinful and evil is so prevalent in, in our land and, and that's what we do. And and so I I just I, I wanted to read Daniel chapter nine because this this is Daniel's prayer to the Lord. So uh 
I, I have it up there if, if you don't have a Bible so you can follow along. In the first year of Darius, son of Xerxes, a Mede by descent, who was made ruler over the Babylonian kingdom in the first year of his reign. Okay, so we we kind of assume that Daniel was like maybe a a teenager when he was taken to Babylon. Uh, if that was the case, he's in his 80s now. Because the, the Medes and the Persians have just taken over the Babylonian kingdom. And now, instead of working for the Babylonian king, he is now working for Darius, the, the king of the Medes and Persians, who are now in control. So so Daniel has, has been this righteous man in exile for almost 70 years. And, and he, what happened is, is he, he saw in, in the book of Jeremiah that the Lord had promised that it would only be 70 years. <laughs> and since he was part of the first group of people who, who were taken captive and, and, and moved to Babylon, he, he knew, man, it's been about 70 years. <laughs> this, this could be good. <laughs> so this, this is, I just need to give you that little bit of background. So in the first year of Darius's reign, I, Daniel, understood from the scriptures, according to the word of the Lord given to Jeremiah the prophet, that the desolation of Jerusalem would last 70 years. So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition, in fasting, in sackcloth and ashes. He, he got with the program of Second Chronicles 7.14, which I will read for you quickly, just if, if it's not one that you've put to memory. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And, and that, that, that is the solemn assembly verse because that is what a solemn assembly is all about. It's about us humbling ourselves, turning to the Lord, praying, turning from our wicked ways, repenting, and asking the Lord for mercy and that he would heal our land. So Daniel does just that. He he humbles himself. He he starts a fast. He puts on sackcloth and ashes and he starts praying. I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed, "O Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love, with all who love him and obey his commands. We have sinned and done wrong. We have been wicked and have rebelled. 
We have turned away from your commands and laws. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. Lord, you are righteous, but this day we are covered with shame. And 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 it's it's always the we, us. He he's he's identifying himself with the condition of his people. Lord, you are righteous, but this day we are covered with shame. The men of Judah and the people of Jerusalem and all Israel, both near and far, in all the countries where you have scattered us because of our unfaithfulness to you. O Lord, we and our kings, our princes and our fathers are covered with shame because we have sinned against you. The Lord our God is merciful and forgiving even though we have rebelled against him. We have not obeyed the Lord our God or kept the laws he gave us through his servants, the prophets. All Israel has transgressed your law and turned away, refusing to obey you. And therefore the curses and sworn judgments written in the law of Moses, like Deuteronomy 28, the servant of God, have been poured out on us because we have sinned against you. You have filled the words spoken against us and against our rulers, fulfilled the words spoken against us and against our rulers by bringing upon us great disaster. Under the whole heaven, nothing has ever been done like what has been done to Jerusalem. Just as it is written in the law of Moses, all this disaster has come upon us, yet we have not sought the favor of the Lord our God by turning from our sins and giving attention to your truth. The Lord did not hesitate to bring the disaster upon us, for the Lord our God is righteous in everything he does, yet we have not obeyed him. Now, O Lord, who brought your people out of Egypt with a mighty hand and who made for yourself a name that endures to this day, we have sinned, we have done wrong. O Lord, in keeping with all your righteous acts, turn away your anger and your wrath from Jerusalem, your city, your holy hill. Our sins and the iniquities of our fathers have made Jerusalem and your people an object of scorn to all those around us. Now, our God, hear the prayers and petitions of your servant for your sake. O Lord, we look with favor on your desolate sanctuary. Give ear, O God, and hear. Open your eyes and see the desolation of the city that bears your name. We do not make requests of you because we are righteous, but because of your great mercy. O Lord, listen. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, hear and act. For your sake, O my God. Do not delay, because your holy city and your people bear your name.
And and that that last part. See this this is this is the heart of Daniel. He's he's concerned about God's name more than the condition of of his his own people, more than the condition of Jerusalem. He he wants God to act for the sake of of his name. It's it's the same heart that Moses had when they were having he and God were having the conversation on on the mountain and and Moses was concerned about the name of God. We well we don't want other people saying you just brought us out here because you're evil and you wanted to destroy us. We we can't have that. We 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 can't have people thinking that you are something that you're not. And and so you know as as we prepare for next Saturday um there's there's some sins that that we can very easily identify with because i i have a feeling we're we're probably all guilty of of these these things that that we've we've not been the image bearers that God created us to be for him cuz cuz he created us to perfectly reflect his image to creation and 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 to be in intimate fellowship with him all the time and guilty and we've we've not been very concerned about his name in our nation there's there's a, a a lot of of the church that's that's really going in in wrong directions right now and 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 people see Christians on both sides of so many issues and what what does that do to the name of the Lord in in our nation uh, it's it's not good and and we've we've not loved the Lord our God with all our heart soul, mind, and strength. Because our, our daily schedule reveals it. Uh, we've, we've undervalued his presence. Um, personally and corporately. And, uh, you know, those... These aren't really sins that people see, but they're they're sins that the Lord knows, and so we we can identify 
as, as righteous as we may be, we can identify with the sins of our nation. And, and we can cry out to our, our loving and merciful God for mercy. And, and so, you know, I, I just, I encourage all of us to, to prepare this week, to, to come and, and participate and, uh, and, and see what God might do. I, I've been a, a part of calling and organizing and, and doing two solemn assemblies, but I've never been a part of one that was more than one fellowship. And I, I really had hoped that uh, Sonia would be here tonight because <clears throat> I, I really wanted her to share a little bit about how the Lord put this burden on her. Uh, <clears throat> and and so um, <laughs> I I don't have a lot more to say, I guess. Um I got a lot more notes, but um if if indeed we're uh we're in a book of Joel time or moment, then this is the message because this is Joel chapter 2 starting in verse 12. Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting with weeping and with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, consecrate the congregation, assemble the elders. <laughs> and, and he's saying, get everybody there. <laughs> Gather the children, even nursing infants. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. There, in other words, he's saying there is no excuse. <laughs> I don't care if you got a wedding planned. <laughs> you, you be there. <laughs> Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests and the ministers of the Lord weep and say, Spare your people, O Lord, and make not your heritage 
a reproach, a byword among the nations? Why should they say among the people, where is their God? And again, Joel is concerned about the name of the Lord. And he's, he's calling the priests to weep between where the people are and where God is. That's what it means to weep between the porch and the altar, or the vestibule and the altar. The vestibule is where the people are, are gathered, and the altar is, is where the Lord is. So that's, that's what we're called to do tomorrow. And, you know, I, I've been praying for this city for almost 25 years. And if there is a, a time of God's discipline coming to our nation, I, I have been praying that Cheyenne would be a city of refuge. Because I believe there will be cities of refuge where, where the Lord causes things to be different. <laughs> from other places. And I I I believe that next Saturday is is a key element in Cheyenne being a city of refuge. I I really do. And I I have been um <clears throat> helping Sonia and uh, Gina Gibson planned this this event for the last few weeks, and uh, if any of you want to come out to Lions Park at noon on Wednesday, we'll we'll be prayer walking over there and just just praying over the the site. We've been doing that every week for a while. Um, I, I don't know that we will see God do something heroic and miraculous next Saturday. But it's very possible. <laughs> when God's people come together with, without their tribal banners, <laughs> without the names of our <laughs> individual church fellowships, and we just come as as his people there's the opportunity for for something pretty unique to happen so that's uh i that's what's on my heart um our solemn assembly last year um, it's, uh, we as a fellowship entered into something, I entered into something. Uh, a number of us did. Uh, it's, it's been a year of more seeking of the Lord than, than I've done in years. And, and more repentance, um, allowing God to, reveal heart issues and, and things and and I, I believe that 
that's what tomorrow or next Saturday will, will be. We'll be entering into even more of, of that. And uh, there, there, may, there may be more solemn assemblies coming. Uh, I, I don't know. And, and who knows if, if the Lord will relent. Uh, but it will take his people turning to him wholeheartedly for that to happen. So let's let's pray, and I uh, I encourage you to take this week to to prepare, and and next Saturday we'll probably have a blowout worship time. <laughs> And I don't know what else we'll do, but we'll have that. <laughs> Father, I uh, I thank you uh, that you're you're such a, a loving and merciful God, but you're you're a, a just God. You're an unchanging God. Uh, we're, we're so blessed to be called your people. And, and Lord, we're, we're grieved about the state of your name. So we ask you to do something. Do something to your people. To bring about... Uh, uh, a humbling may we humble ourselves may we turn from our idolatrous ways may we seek your face and and cry out for mercy And may may there be a, another great awakening take place in this country. And Lord, you you said that the last would be first, and and the first would be last. And you you like using small, insignificant. Lord, here here we are in, in Wyoming, last in the alphabet, smallest in population. How how about us? And Lord, prepare your people for next Saturday. I pray you'd bring them in. that many would participate. So Lord, prepare us this week. Let our hearts be ready next Saturday. And have have your way. For the glory of your Son, 
Amen.